Ever wish there was a fast way to get up to speed on a complicated topic? Well, you're in luck. This series might just be for you. As providers, it's hard to stay on top of all the specialties in a multi-specialty world. So join us for the month of October and get back in the loop about everything that's happening in cochlear implants, from the fundamentals to what's changing with candidacy, patient characteristics, and the latest in tech. And you're going to hear it from the best of the best. Hit the subscribe button and be the first to know when an episode drops for this Medod Pro Doc Talk special series podcast on cochlear implants, sponsored by Envoy Medical. Welcome to Doc Talk with Medod Pro. This is the special series with cochlear implants, and we have KK Gross as our special guest. Welcome, KK. We're glad to have you. Oh, thank you for having me here. It's a, it's an honor. Oh, of course. And it's awesome to be with you. Obviously, we have been friends for I, 20 years. It's great to always get together and chat with you. Although this one is a pretty special conversation, as we were having a casual conversation a couple of weeks ago about some of the things that I was doing around this cochlear implant series. And I was like, why are we not talking for an episode because you have a really unique experience with cochlear implants. And I think it's something that not only providers will be interested in, but that it even extends past providers and into anybody that's considering cochlear implants for anybody in their families. You know, you're really the significant other. And usually when we're talking to somebody that has had a family member that's implanted, often it's the parent of a child. And in this case, the exact opposite. So I'm excited to have you. I think that this is part of the new future when it comes to cochlear implants. It's going to be a lot of adult children with their parents taking this journey. So I know that your mom, I think she was implanted, was it four years ago-ish? Yep. And she was a young, ago. she was a young age when she was implanted. How old was she at that? My mom was implanted at the young age of 90. And um, today she is 94 years old, independent, lives alone. And when I talked to her yesterday, she told me she needed to go because it was going to rain and she needed to get to Lowe's and pick up her potting soil before the weather hit. Um, <laughs> driving at 94. Oh, geez. It's so great. Well, has she always been so independent and felt so confident? No, no. My mom... Um, my dad was bigger than life, so my mom was always in the background, and she was always active and took care, good care of herself, but when she was 59 years old, she had sudden hearing loss, single-sided. She was, her auditory system was attacked by a virus. She had shingles, she had vertigo, and she went through a really difficult time, and she got better. Um, as my dad said, she didn't walk like a drunken sailor anymore and the shingle subsided and mom was healthy and she looked beautiful. But what was the problem? My mom was so incredibly depressed. She was a different person. And at the time I knew nothing about hearing. I was raising young kids, running a, a business that I'd started young and she helped me and she worked for me. She was my one employee. And I saw so many changes in my mom's life and just depression, withdrawal. And she spent a lot of years taking care of my dad. And 
when he was gone, you know, she had she had treated this hearing loss. She'd got a hearing aid in that ear. She had a hearing aid for 30 years, just a power CIC. So she could have some localization, but mm-hmm. she, we could get at 500 Hertz, we could get 85 decibels. And that was it in that ear, totally dead. Um, so as she aged, she suffered from hearing loss in her good ear and um, her good ear, as we say in the South, ain't so good anymore. (laughs) And so mom had just gotten more and more withdrawn, some horrible, uh, hurtful stories of times when she said she would do something and didn't do it. And it was because she had no idea what she had agreed to getting into the hearing healthcare industry in my late forties and and learning and, and meeting you who changed my whole passion in life to, to, change tracks completely and reinvent myself. If it had not been for learning something and being able to talk to my mom um, through the years, because one of the things I asked her is, why did you wait so long? And she said, I had I had no idea about it. I didn't know anything. That's one of the challenges right now in the industry, as I've been talking with a lot of you know, really people that are practicing at the just top of the field. And one of the comments that Um, keeps kind of bubbling to the top is a lot of providers really consider cochlear implants to be kind of the, the thing that is the option when there is no other option, right? It's, you know, when, when there's just nothing else that can be done for a patient, then the cochlear implant conversation kind of is kicked off or has begun. And I think that that is one of the things that is really changing today. And that's one of the big messages. I think that is that we're trying to get across all of our conversations that we're having in, in this series, because in 2022, cochlear implants probably should become part or should be considered part of the initial conversation, even if it's not the option that you're going to begin with, but to give patients a little bit more of an idea of like, Hey, there's, there's more than just a traditional hearing aid option for patients that have hearing loss. And some, at some point that may be something that needs to be considered just so patients have an idea that it exists. Would she remember 30 years later? I mean, she had a long journey. Maybe it was even mentioned, who knows, but today I think that it's going to become much, a much greater piece of that conversation. So thank goodness, you know, you're in the industry now and, and you started having those conversations with her or started pushing her providers or how did that happen? You know, I had conversations with her for years, but she was taking care of my dad and just the, the thought of it. No, I'm not interested. Like she would not have the conversation. Yeah, and a lot of barriers. Patient, I mean, so there's a lot of barriers to taking a that lot step. of it's barriers. A huge step. And I think people are just afraid of that surgery on their. They feel like they're having surgery. It's brain surgery. And so, after she was through with it, she was like, "This is the easiest thing I ever did in my life. This is that." <laughs> That's so, amazing. but she had had two knee replacements at 88. She had a knee replacement at 89. She had a knee replacement, and we started talking about the cochlear implant. You're out of a wheelchair. Let's, let's have a life. And so I brought her to Memphis um, and she met with Dr. Paul Shea and we had an evaluation and he just said, I don't think so. I'm concerned. 31 years, 90 years old. Um, don't know what we're going to get. Can't make you any promises. Don't want you to be disappointed. I mean, he was very clear about the risk, whatever. 
we prayed and prayed about this. She said, let me think about it. Let me pray about it. And for two days, she sat upstairs at a desk and read everything that she could read about cochlear implants. And she came back down the next day and I said, here's surgery days. Yes or no? And she said, well, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going back to Dallas until I have it done. So my mother who came for three days and we had the surgery, um, I took her through all of her uh, recovery, which was minimal. She walked on the beach. As soon as we had it activated, we left for the beach. She walked on the beach. She listened to the waves and her life has taken a change that we never, ever imagined. That is incredible. How long did you think the recovery was for her before you got into this? Oh, now she's feeling normal, right? (laughs) That's a funny question because the day she had her surgery, it was um, mine and my husband's anniversary. And we had a big event planned at Memphis in May that we needed to go to. So I brought her home from the surgery center and a friend of an old friend of hers, lifelong friend's daughter came and stayed with her, babysat. She was fine. They had lovely conversations. And the second day she took a Tylenol. And after that, she didn't take anything for the pain. Oh, she just and jumped right in. She huh? just jumped right in. She was <laughs> like, this is nothing. She was more upset than anything about the fact that he shaved. She thought too much of her head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that incredible? So what do you think? I mean, you've spent, you spent a tremendous amount of time with your mother. Has she mentioned how she feels like it's impacted her life or does she notice a difference from pre-surgery to post-surgery? You know, when it happens to you, it's hard every day, unless you're like, I don't know, journaling, or you have a moment where you go back and you can read something and go, wow, here, I sounded really sad, or I wasn't doing a lot. And today I'm so much more active. Did she have a moment where she's like, wow, I really notice a difference in the way that I feel or that I interact with people? My mother, after meeting with Dr. Shea, the very first time she started writing a journal and it is titled on the front cover, my cochlear journal, Oh, my cochlear journey. That's amazing. um, She writes in it all the time. My mom, when they Dr. Shea, of course, realistic expectations. When they activated her device, we had her other hearing aid out and I whispered in her ear, mom, I love you so much. And I just pray that I, that you can hear me. And she said, well, I love you too. And I can hear you. And I, I hear everything you're saying. And Dr. Shea told me I wasn't going to hear and everybody was going to sound like Mickey Mouse. And what is happening here? Why am I hearing this way? And um, our sweet audiologist just put her hand on her leg and said, we call that grace. And we just all had the big boohoo. I have a video of it and I share it all the time. But my mom today has almost 50% speech and quiet. She still struggles in noise. But she says to me, she didn't realize how long the process was for her brain to adapt. But I'm like, okay, mom, 31 years. Right. The hearing loss, sure. Yesterday, she told me that she went to Lowe's and she heard everybody. She's going back to church. COVID has affected her in a lot of ways. We have video chatted. We've done everything. She has a lot of family there close to her. She told me last night that she has learned to have better listening habits 
and that she does beautifully. She no longer uses her remote mic and she is having great conversations with friends, neighbors, family, and is starting to get out and going to go back to church because wow. she can hear the preacher now. Wow. Well, good so for her. Transformed her whole life. Old dog, new tricks, I guess. Oh, as she's incredible. Turning 90. Is she, oh, and there's the dogs too. And right? Did you say dogs? I know. I, I I triggered it. They're like, they're like, Hey, and we're here too. So 94, she's almost 94. Is she 94? She just turned 94 on August the 1st. That's and, unreal. Um, she Whoa. is she still travels. She gets on airplanes. She still walks on the beach. It's, it's just, we're so grateful because she looks like she's about 70 and she actually um, attributes her health and her vitality to her hearing and says, if it were not for, I've never been the easiest kid, but she says, if it were not for me, she would not be alive and well today. And so I'm going to count that as the huge win as and, win. <laughs> and the one who gave her the most heartache. <laughs> well, that's incredible. I just appreciate you sharing the story because as we're talking about this journey, and this is pretty early in the episodes, you know, as we're teeing up the fundamentals of just cochlear implants in general, and we're getting ready to dive into candidacy. And as providers are out there listening to, and who's had a hearing loss for over 30 years, and Dr. Shea was saying, you really do want to set realistic expectations. And does this even cross your mind? And today it is an option. And it's something that at least, you know, should be considered. And there are great successes out there. And I don't know that we always hear about them. And it's great to hear about some of these outcomes and the real life outcomes, not just the ones on paper or the ones that are happening in the booth, but really to to hear how great people are doing and how engaged she is in life and how it's changing her everyday quality of life and the benefits that she is experiencing in her day-to-day -day is awesome. And it makes her feel like you're doing your job as the best daughter. Hey, it's an extra bonus. So. <laughs> She That's, thinks what I do, she, she says, I call it a, a career. She calls it my ministry. Uh -huh. um, but what she did say, the one last thing that, that I'll, I'll share with you is that she said, when, when you can't hear your world gets very small and my world is large and lovely. Oh, and well, so that's. A, that is incredible. You have to be. Her advice would be to anyone get educated, learn about it and don't wait don't yeah. wait. I just think what could her life have been like all of those years of the depression and the isolation and even with my dad being Ill, Ill and trying to be the one to manage his care when he was not able to and having trouble understanding and what a difference it would make. So I would just encourage anybody who is a candidate, family, friends, encourage yeah, to really dive in and think about it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share that story with us. We really appreciate it. And always great to listen to your voice. Um, you always bring such joy to me and I'm glad you could share that with everybody. And I'm sure everybody will hear that joy in your voice and your story. So thank you so uh, much. I thank you because I wouldn't have this ministry without you. <laughs> well, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks for having me. Hey, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this special series of Doc Talk by Medod Pro, sponsored by Envoy Medical.